Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Well, throughout this month, we have been talking about God's Word, the master key to life. And we've looked at it from various angles. We talked about the fact we looked at the centurion that came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 8 and one encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ not only changed his life, but his servant was healed. And we talked about the fact that in this season and all throughout our lives, the key is to speak God's word and to be under the authority of the word of God. Then the second, well, then we looked at Moses, we talked about Saul, we talked about obedience, we talked about, we looked at the story also. Last week we talked about, we talked about Jonah, his encounter, and how he said, you will not observe lying vanities, but look to the Lord. And when we look to the Lord, no matter what may be going on, we can be assured that we will come out. The second lesson, we also talked about Peter, his encounter with the Word of God, and when he obeyed, how his life was transformed. You see, when one act of obedience led to another thing, and we still talk about Peter. Amen. I remember the lessons. I, I don't forget. <laughs> if you forgot, I didn't forget. Amen. And you can always catch up online. Amen. God's Word is up and capable of everything. We look at the different levels, our positions to the Word of God, where it moves us to. Amen. And so it's important. Keep going through and keep focusing on the Word of God. Let's go a step further here in our lesson. Acts chapter 27. Thank you, Lord. Acts 27. It says, And when it was decided that we should sail to Italy, they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to one named Julius, a centurion of the Augustan regiment. So entering a ship of Adramitium, we put to sea, meaning to sail along the coast of Asia. Aristarchus and Macedonia of Thessalonica was with us. And the next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him liberty to go to his friends and receive care. When we had put to sea from there, we sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea, which is off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing to Italy, and he put us on board. When we had sailed slowly many days and arrived with difficulty, of Snyders, the wind not permitted us to proceed. We sailed under the shelter of Crete of Salmoni. Passing it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Heavens near the city of Lassie. 9. Now, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also 
if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest, and winter there. Let's continue. 13. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, a tempestuous wind, east headwind arose called Euroclidon. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Clodda, we secured the skiff with difficulty. When they had taken it on board, they used, it, they used cables to undergear the ship, and fearing lest they should run aground on the sighted sands, they succeeded and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempestuous, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. But after long abstinence from food, Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you but only of the ship. And for there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Now, Paul was preaching and working for God, and he ran into a situation where he was being persecuted for the word of God. And he was a prisoner, and they put him on a ship to go and testify before Caesar in Rome. When he was going, they landed at a place in winter, and he advised the people, saying, let's stay in this place for winter to end, then we'll go ahead and continue in our journey. The people said, no, we are experienced fishermen, we are experienced sailors, we know what we are doing, let's keep going. And you see, when they did that, they ran into a storm. And you see, there is a storm in the earth right now. There is a pandemic going on in the earth. There are, and these storms come in cycles. And, and the thing is, what do you do? One, to avoid it, to avoid getting caught there. Paul was caught with these people because he technically he was, well, he was a prisoner. But in the midst of it also, what do you do to come out? And we are talking about God's word, the master key to life. So many people, you may be going through a difficult time. You may be going through a difficult season. You may be impacted by so many things. But the truth of the matter is, what do you do? And the, and the thing that we have to realize is that, you see, God will always keep telling us and warning us and give us signals of what is coming ahead. And when we live by the word of God, it will make all the difference in our lives. The, the thing to realize here is, you see, God keep speaking to us by his word and it's imperative and it's important that we continue to live by the word of god 
when we live by the word of God, it will make all the difference in our lives. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that in this season, may you make that decision to live by the word of the living God. I said, may you make the decision to live by the word of the living God. Paul, you see, one time, you see, you see God places, let, let's, let's, let's put it this way, God places his servant and his word in the earth for a purpose. One time, Jehoshaphat had an encounter and he, he realized this. Turn with me to Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Let's notice a statement that he made. He says, so they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Notice this. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Paul said in Acts 27, verse 21, when the people ran into the storm, he said to them that, look, he said, man, you should have listened to me and have not sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And so many times, you see, that the things that come up and sometimes the things that happen is because we refuse to listen to the word of God. If we have been listening and, and obeying God's word, it wouldn't have happened in some cases to start with. He says, you should have listened to me. Jehoshaphat said that believe in the Lord God and listen to a servant and you will do well. And week after week, we keep ministering and speaking the word of God because I love you. I want you to prosper and I want you to do well. Amen. We want you to do well. And sometimes you say, oh, why wouldn't God speak to me? He's placed his word here for a reason. Notice what this person said, what Jesus said in Luke chapter 16, verse 20, 29. Notice this. He had not listened to God. He was in flames and in torment. And he realized this. The rich man had ended up in torment. and said this, verse 27. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you will send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to them, look, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and their prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. He's saying that listen to the people that God has placed here and to help you on your path. This person is saying, Lord, if you had one opportunity, if I had one opportunity, give me this opportunity. Let me go back and warn my brothers and sisters, please listen to the word of God. Read the word of God. Obey God. Let me go back. He said, no, that opportunity is coming, gone a long time ago. They should, have, they should listen to Moses and the prophets and the people that are ministering all the time. And they will be okay. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God heal you from every hard-heartedness in the name of Jesus. It's, it's very important. He says, I perceive that this journey is going to be difficult. Notice what the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 18. 
Psalm 119, verse 18. He says, Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Then he says, I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. You see, God's word has been given to us and there are treasures in the word of God. The psalmist of old is praying and saying, Lord, open my eyes that I will not miss anything. That I may see wondrous things out of your law. Then he goes on to pray another prayer and says, Lord, do not hide your commandments from me. Don't hide anything, Lord. And that should be our prayer as well. Lord, anything that is profitable for me, do not hide it from me. You have to ask yourself, why will God hide his commandments? It's because in some way, somehow, like these people, when God keeps speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking and realizes that some you are not going to listen at some point he keeps quiet some people come to me for advice look at them and I, and, and I realize that they are not going to listen I, I will give them the word of God I always give people the word of God but sometimes also you see people some people don't want to listen to the truth like this company of people that we are talking about here they don't want to hear the truth sometimes when people hear the truth they are offended even at God himself and if God realizes that his word is going to offend you, why, why should he keep speaking to you? That's one reason. And the second reason is because some people don't want to hear it. If you don't want to hear God's word, these, these people, he says, I perceive that this journey is going to be of hurt. They said, no, we are experienced. We know what we are doing. We are going to go ahead. He didn't try to change anything. He just, he just left them. And it's, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult place to be if you are not willing to hear the word of God. Three, why will God hide his commandment? Because they have not obeyed earlier commands that God has given them. If you go down the path of not heeding to the commandment of God at some point, certain things will be hidden from you. May God not hide anything from you due to disobedience in the name of Jesus. I said, may God not hide anything from you due to disobedience. Three, some will get angry at God. I find that interesting because, you see, God is the one going to help you. So if he's speaking and ministering to you and you are going to be angry at him and his servant and the people that he has sent, then it's not, it's, it, what's the point? You see. Four, sometimes misinterpret what God is saying to us. So certain things are hidden. No, this issue that you are trying to, you are talking to me about, please be honest with me and tell me the truth. But if I get the sense, or if you get the sense that someone doesn't want to hear the truth, then at some point I just keep quiet and then you just watch and observe. 
I pray in the name of Jesus in that season we yield ourselves completely to the word of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. They can avoid a lot of pitfalls. In some countries, even think about it, we have the Bible, now we have it in electronic form, in our, in our phones, tablets, we have it available, but in some countries, you cannot even send the physical Bible to the place. They, will, they won't allow physical Bibles to come there. The devil knows, he knows that if the word of God gets there, somebody is going to get it. The light is going to come. And when the light comes, his dominion will wane. So he tries to block access to it. Then how much more us, we have the Bible so freely available to us, but we don't take advantage of it. Think about it. The psalmist of old, the psalmist said in Psalm 119, Verse 105, he says there, Psalm 119, verse 105, thank you, Lord Jesus. He says this, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Then he goes on to say in Psalm 132, verse 17, 132, verse 17, thank you, Lord. He says this that, that there I will make the horn of David grow, I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. A lamp for my anointed. The light and the lamp shines on our path so that we can avoid the pitfalls that are ahead. And so in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of trial, in the midst of, the, of, 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 of this thing that has come, pandemic that has come on the whole world. Thank God if you know God, there is a way out. And God says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, notice this. He says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Let the word of God dwell in you richly let it dwell in you the word that dwells in you is the word that speaks to you when you wake up it's the word that talks to you when the circumstance something comes up that means that at that point the word is dwelling in you richly it abides in you i pray in the mighty name of jesus ah my lord and my god may that word dwell in us richly That he will continue to speak and minister to us along the way. It's not meant to be neglected. No. 
is meant for us to live by. Notice the second Peter 1:19. He says, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. They spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. But the point is to realize that the word of God is our manual for living. It's how we live and it's so important notice what he says in jeremiah chapter 10 verse 12 jeremiah 10 verse 12 thank you lord jesus jeremiah 10 12 he says he has made the earth by his power he has established the world by his wisdom and shall stretch out the heavens at his discretion and we know from genesis 1 1 and john 1 1 that it was through the word of god that he created everything that you and i see i'm trying we are trying to get us to realize the value and the importance of the word of god i pray in the mighty name of jesus that all throughout our lives we will live by the word of god why did this storm come to these people it came because they refused to listen to the word of god it all started with adam and eve's fall in the garden that is when the the, the curse was introduced into the earth after they fell they are trying to run away from god and since then mankind has been trying to run away from god but like we discovered last last week in the story of jonah and it's the same thing here anytime an individual a family a nation goes away from the word of god it's, it's a downward slide It doesn't go upward from there but thanks be to god in the midst of the storm paul rose up and notice what he said and in the midst of the storm anybody that knows god will be able to stand and hear from god god has a word for us in the midst of the storm we see God, it's interesting, we see God at different levels. First, when they tried, when, when, they, when the storm came, one of the first things that they did, and this is something that we can do as well, is they lightened the ship. I'll repeat it again. They lightened the ship. They started taking over things away. And, and, and you see, when in the midst of a storm, it pays well, to lighten the ship look at the schedule where did i go wrong and repent of that thing what do you do in the storm Number one, repent of that sin of rebellion you should have listened in the beginning to avoid that situation but you didn't listen and now you are there the second point is now realign your priorities to see god first lighten the ship anything in my life that prevents me and hinders me from focusing on god first i am going to take it 
out of the way. I'm too heavy. You are too heavy. We used to joke, I, I have this joke, that if you are too heavy, uh, when the raptor comes, and maybe you might stay here if you are too heavy. So get light quickly so you can be caught up when Jesus Christ comes. <laughs> Amen. Lighten the ship. What is most important? The God first. Seek God first and his kingdom. And everything else will be added to you. You see, our goal in life shouldn't be to seek the things of the world. Our goal in life should be to seek God first, then to use the things of the world to benefit humanity and others around us. If you reverse it to try to get your fulfillment in the things of the world, you end up frustrated. So the thing to do is to lighten the ship. Let's travel light here. Let's get rid of our greed. Let's get rid of our covetousness. Let's get rid of all the things that are not necessary and see if we can make it. But again, it was done in flesh. Then the second thing they tried to do, after they lightened the ship, on the third day, verse 19, we threw through the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. That's what's needed to run the ships. They are still trying and making an effort from a human standpoint. That's what sometimes we do. When we get in trouble, when it gets difficult, the last place that we'll go to is God's word. The last place uh, and the thing to do really is to go back to the last instruction that you received from God that you didn't do and pick it up from there. They are fighting this thing in the natural. You may be watching on TV, listening. I mean, your business is in trouble. Your family is in trouble. You cannot have, you don't have a sound mind. You don't have peace. And some way, somehow, you are not connecting the dots to realize that it's because you don't have God in your life. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God. God created you and placed you on this earth. And the Bible says that he has set eternity in your heart and you cannot do without God so get and realize that the way back the way for you is to return back to God Amen. the earlier you realize it the better that you are notice what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 thank you Lord Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 he says that Solomon writes all this others and he says, look, this is what I'm considering the most important. He had one advice for you after writing this. And this is what I consider to be most important. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the matter, of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. This is the conclusion of the whole matter. This is the conclusion of the whole issue. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the summary of the highest form of living is to fear God and to keep his commandments. 
i pray in the mighty name of jesus may you return back to that place in jesus name thank you lord jesus let's go to our friends here battling the storm what are they going to do what did the apostle paul do he invariably was a prisoner who was in a storm but i can assure you that he was the most freest person on the on the, on the ship glory be to the name of the lord verse 21 he says now these people had verse 20 says that they had given up all hope that after many days no sun no stars the storm kept beating on them and all hope that we should be saved was finally given up have you got reached the place uh, maybe you're at the end of yourself where you are finally given up maybe you have thrown in the towel and say this marriage there is no way this my children there is no way this my business there is no way but i have come to announce to you by the word of the living god that jesus is the way there is always a way out thank you lord jesus he stood up verse 21 after long abstinence from food then paul stood in the midst of them and said man you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and in case did disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. My Lord and my God. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom i say do not be afraid paul you must be brought before caesar and indeed god has granted all those who sail with you in the midst of the storm the one who knew god and the one who saved it served him got up with a message of hope and I come to you today with a message of hope. The Bible says he stood up. If you know God and you serve him, you will stand up. And God will make you stand. And bring you to your destination. So the question this morning is, do you know God? Do you belong to him? Do you serve him? Three things. That is why fearing god his commandment and his commandment and serving god must be our priority in life a priority the first thing in our life when it got difficult he stood on the fact that he was a child of god and if you are not a child of god you can become a child of god this very moment this very morning the bible says in john chapter 1 verse 12 he says but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of god to those who believe in his name are you a child of god I'm not talking i do you belong to god are you in the family of god you say pastor you don't know my past you don't know who i am and where i've come from my lord and my god god has made jesus available and he is available for the whole world 
no matter your past God can give you a new beginning I will repeat it again no matter your past God can give you a new beginning no matter how sinful you are the Bible says Christ came to die for the ungodly drug added prostitute no matter destitute my Lord and my God the blood of Jesus there is still power in the blood of Jesus to make you whole to make you clean to give you make you a new creation the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old things have passed away behold all things have become new in the mighty name of Jesus I know a God whom I serve and whom I belong to can give you a new beginning today is a new day for you let the past be past and gone and start afresh with God and say Lord in the mighty name of Jesus I did not listen to you when I should have I don't want to be like that person that ends up in hell and regret this is the day that your prophet and your servants are announcing the word of the living God I want to become a child of God I want to have a new beginning and I can assure you by the word of the living God if you will do that God will give you a new beginning he will give you a fresh start no, nobody has gone too far the first step is to repent of that sin of rebellion and to come back to God when they tried lightning the ship, they tried different things, it wasn't working. Paul stood up. In the midst of hopelessness, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of everything else that is going on in the world, I pray in the name of Jesus, may God use you for his glory. To bring hope to those that are around you in despair. They, these people were in fear and in despair. Paul wasn't. He stood up. May God help you to stand in the name of Jesus. I said, may God help you to stand. And today make a decision. And say, Lord, I will serve you. I yield my life completely to you. I'm not going to try. To navigate the shape of my life on my own. The best life that anybody can live is to live for God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may you live for God. I said, may you live for God. I said, may you live for God. There was a certain man. He was a famous, he was a famous novelist. His name is Tolstoy. And he accepted Jesus at the age of 55. Or he returned back to God at the age of 55. But he made this, he made this statement. He, 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 he says, when I turned 18, my friend came to me and told me that God did not make a man. But a man has made God. He said, I was persuaded by this word and because of it, I left the Christian faith I had in my youth i believe that giving up religion was the only way to be free i thought that religion was nothing but a restraining order 
However, I am now 55, 55 and I have returned to the motherly arms of faith that I had forsaken. I did not simply return to religion. I have, I have returned to my Savior Christ. I discovered for the first time his peace. Think about it. Somebody just told him one statement and he went off at the age of 18 and just kept running his ship for several years till he got to the end of his own and said whatever I'm doing is not working <laughs> let me return back to God and he said when he returned he found peace as you make an about face turn and return about turn to return to God may the peace of God be yours I said may the peace of God be yours I said may the peace of God be yours the God whom I said. Verse 24, Acts 27, 24. He says, do not be afraid, Paul. For you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. In other words, he was saying, even though these people didn't listen, and you've ended up in a storm, my plan for you is bigger than the storm. My plan for you is bigger than what you are faced with. My plan for you still stands and I will carry you and bring you before Caesar. He was headed to Rome to testify of God and of his goodness and of his word. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God. That no matter what you are going through, God's plan is bigger than the storm. And he will bring you out. Notice what he says in Romans. He was headed there. He says in Romans chapter 8 verse 35, thank you Lord. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Such tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, 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 yet. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, that means I'm sure, that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, may nothing separate you from the love of Christ. Your father loves you so much. And may you realize. Oh, those in the world, they may be fear and despair. But if you know God, if you belong to him and you serve him. Nothing will separate you from the love. These are difficult things. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, 
nakedness, peril, or sword. Yet, thanks be to God. Somebody shout a thanks be to God. Shout a thanks be to God. We are more than conquerors. I see you conquering. I see you overcoming. In the mighty name of Jesus. The people that know God shall be strong and shall do exploits. Daniel 11 32. The people that know, do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do wonders. They shall do exploits. In the midst of difficulty, he had a word from God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Nothing, don't let anything separate you from the love of God. If you, even if you made a mistake and you ended up in that difficulty, make a turn around, return to God, and make a decision, settle it. Nothing is going to separate me from the fact that I love God, and nothing will separate me from my love for God. Nothing shall so separate me from the love of Christ. Second Corinthians 4 8, he says, We are troubled. On every side. He says. We are hard pressed on every side. Yet not crushed. We are perplexed. But not in despair. Persecuted. But not forsaken. Struck down. But not destroyed. Always carrying about. In the body. The dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the life of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. We, there's trouble on every side. But I'm not going to let it crush me. We are perplexed, but not in despair. He's grounded on the word of God. He's the master key here. His foundation is solid on the word of God. Remember, we talked about the storm that comes. The wind that blows in Matthew 7, 24, he says it comes to all of us. But the one that stands is the one that does the word of God. So he's saying here that, look, this difficult, it's, it's, it, there are trials, trouble, but we are not going to let it destroy us. Persecuted but not forsaken. Because I'm not struck down. We are struck down but not destroyed. It reminds me of re those wrestlers and boxers. I, I'm like, why, why would you put yourself through that? But they do, they do it because they, they get beat, but they get up and they take their millions and they walk away. But sometimes they get struck down. They don't stay there. They come back again and keep fighting. There is something that God has placed in each and every one of us where we say that, no, I may be struck down. I may be going through difficulty, but I'm not going to lie down here. I'm going to rise up and stand up. And, and, and stand for God and love God and keep serving him and doing the right thing. And sooner or later, God will come through for you. He says that the Bible says that he not only came out, but God said to him, I've given you everybody that is on the ship. Hallelujah. The person who was the prisoner now owns everyone on the ship. 
Glory be to God. Because he cared from God. It reminds me of Joseph. Joseph was, was in prison, but the Bible says God was with him. You see, it makes all the difference. Who you know and who is with you. Do you know God? Is God with you? When he came down to it, when it was all summed up and wrapped up, he became the same person who came, went from prison. God lifted him up because he stayed with God, because he continued to maintain his integrity. And notice in Genesis chapter 47 verse 19, this thing got so serious. He says, thank you Lord Jesus. The people came to him. He ended up owning the land and everything. He says, well, why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread. And we and our land will be servants of Pharaoh. Give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land may not be desolate. The prisoner, the former prisoner, the one who was accused of, uh, who, who, who there was no hope for, accused of rape. He was ostracized, cast out. You cannot take out anybody who is with God. Who has God on his side. The people came to him. A very severe famine. And they said, look, just buy us and give us something to eat. God so transformed his life when he chose to stay with God. If you will stay with God, he will transform your life. He will, he will take your life and do something with it. He was totally transformed by us. You haven't seen anything here. That's a serious famine. You have the land. Now he says, you, you have the title to do to our own lives. <laughs> Paul said, God said to Paul, I've given you every one. And you know, I, I mean, I, I know Paul. He's used to preaching all the time. These people are stuck with him here. You are not going anywhere during the storm. You are going to hear more preaching. <laughs> he took out their opportunity to talk about the Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. In this season, as so many people are going through a difficult time, look for someone that you can give a word of hope to. And, and encourage that person. And lead that person to the Lord. I know you are going through a difficult time. But I know somebody who can help you. If you are willing to be helped. His name is Jesus. He is the way. The truth. And the life. Come with me to church. Come with me. Let's, let's watch this together. And study the word of God together. And, and start afresh. And see God transform your life. May God use you for his glory. I said, may God use you for his glory. Amen. I said, may God use you for his glory. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice, the man heard from heaven. And the, that made all the difference. But hearing the word of God is one thing. Believing it and doing it is one thing. It's another thing. He said to them, I like it how he puts the verse 25 in the King James. He says, wherefore says, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Even as it was 
told me. We are back to where we, we, we are picking up from where we left last week. He, the storm is telling him something different. The word of God that has come through the angel also tells him something different. Who is he going to believe? The doctor's report says this. The news report says this. But it contradicts the word of God. What, I've, what he has heard from God. What, choice, what is the choice that he makes? I'm going to stick on God's side. When you are always faced with that choice, stay on God's side. Whose report will you believe? I believe God. Mark chapter 9 verse 23, Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. How many things are possible? All things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. Repeat it with me right now. All things are possible to him who believes. And add it, I believe. Shout 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 it, I believe. Somebody will say, An angel of, of, of God hasn't appeared to me. That's what we just read in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. He says, The word of God that you have in your hands is a more sure word of prophecy. It's a sure prophetic word because that word came to people as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 2, they say, he says that as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you will grow thereby. What you have in your hand. It's a sure more word of prophecy. And if you can get to the place where you believe the word of God and begin to feed on it. He says, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk. Babies, when they are born first, you see their mouth going back and forth. They are looking for milk. And as they feed on the milk, every day their countenance changes. And you see them, they keep growing. God's word is a sure, more sure word of prophecies. But I like how he put it. Wherefore says, I believe God. It shall be exactly as it was told me. What, what, you are looking, what you are faced with contradicts the word of God. Sometimes I do that. Wherefore says. Paul was addressing the says. Those people on the ship. But the says that I am addressing. I say my Lord and my God. Devil in your presence. In the presence of almighty God. In the presence of Jesus Christ, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, and of all the holy angels, ah, my Lord and my God, I believe God that it will be as God has said in his book. He said he will never leave me nor forsake me. He said he is with me all the time. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God. 
get to that place where you stand on his word and say no in the mighty name of Jesus I may be going through a storm I may be going through difficulty I may be going through a test some of it I brought on my own self some of it is as a result of my mistake some of it is as a result of not listening to God but in the mighty name of Jesus I am making a decision today to cooperate with the living God to cooperate with God to go back to his word and to his road to know the right thing that I know to do to fellowship with God to do give my life of my finances my time to others and to help God and to and, and not help God to help other people to love God and to love other people I am making that decision today and as you do that I assure you by the word of the living God it will be as exactly as God said this year you will see the manifestation of the word of God in your life I see you coming out of the storm I see God delivering you I see you bringing you to a safe heaven in the name of Jesus man may have written you all the devil has told you it is over but not with God today is a new day for you today is a new beginning for you it will be as it was told you it is not over until you say it's over I said it's not over until you say it's over there is hope for your family there is hope for your life there is hope for your children there is hope for your finances there is hope for your health thank you Lord one woman she got a doctor's report it was so terrible oh by my Lord she heard the word of the Lord and, and her husband's business was failing but I said let's let's make a turn around here and as they did that my Lord they experienced healing the husband's business was revived God can turn any situation around It will be as it was told me. That's why we need each other in this time more than ever before. As we stand together for God and do his will, I pray in the name of Jesus, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. God is our refuge. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are, we are walking down here, but Philippians 3.20 says that our citizenship is in heaven. We are not common folks, my Lord, because we serve the living God. But the question is, do you belong to God? Do you serve him with your all? Are you being faithful to him? And if you are not, you can make a turn around. The God that I belong to and that I serve. As you do that, I see God turning things around for you. I said, I see God turning things around for you. I said, I see God turning things around for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray. Let's pray this morning. And make a fresh dedication of our lives to God. Paul said, the God that I belong to and the God that I serve. Any areas of our lives where we love to lighten up. In the name of Jesus, the ship. Where we have to make adjustments in our priorities. And our schedules. To make room for the word of God. To make room to pray. And to seek him. Let's talk to the Lord about it. In the name of Jesus. Talk to the Lord about it this morning. In the name of Jesus. Cry out to God. 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 Get rid of the weight. Get rid of anything that hinders you. We are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses. He says in Hebrews 12.1. 
Therefore, let us lay aside every sin and every weight that easily beset us, that we will run the race. We can't run it heavy. We need to, anything that need, we need to get rid of. Talk to the Lord and get rid of it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Make a fresh dedication of our lives to the Lord and to testify of his goodness and of his mercy. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Talk to God, talk to God. Let it be a fresh and a new beginning for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And let's talk to him one more time. And any difficulty that you are faced with, any difficulty that you are confronted with, Anything that seems impossible. The Bible says that all hope that they should be saved was lost. But when God's word was introduced. The key, the master key. Opened the door and their lives were spared. Just pray and say Lord in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes to see wondrous things out of your law. As the word of God is preached. As, we, as I hear it, as I read it. Give me the key that I need for this season. And in the name of Jesus, my Lord and my God, everything that has been termed impossible, every case that it seems there is no way out, I see God making a way for you. Talk to the Lord. Lift up that thing before God. Yes, talk to God. Talk to God. Let's pray. I've talked long enough from you. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. Find us on Facebook. Be our guest this weekend at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Saturday at 6 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. May the blessings of the Lord be with you.